0: Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word.
1: Amen, welcome to the cafe, welcome to the program. Thank you for joining me, Pastor Clark Covington here. Another message for you, a little bit of an unconventional message today. Today I'm giving my testimony as a young adult and an adult. Last episode I spoke about my experience growing up And really was a lack of God experience and gives a testimony as to why turning to God is so important in our youth. But here today, we're talking about a kind of a more recent testimony here. And the reason why um, I'm sharing this is twofold. One, I pray over every message and the Lord had convicted on my heart to do this. And secondly, I think that as, you know, once I believe the Lord's calling me to do this, I, I start thinking about well, why, and I believe Uh, It's important, number one, as you listen to the program, if you're a daily listener, if you just listen here or there, if it's the first time, it's important to know who is behind the microphone, who is preaching to you. And secondly, um, it's important, I believe, to show what God will do in the life of those uh, that trust Him. And I think it's very important, and I'm happy to share a testimony. Um, It's it's a joy for me to do it. Amen. So I thank you for tuning in. I thank you for listening. And uh, let's get to it. So... I thought of a caterpillar. My kids are young. They look at caterpillars. They see a butterfly. They're trying to figure out how one becomes the other. We read a book recently in homeschool about monarch butterflies and went outside to try to find them and so forth. And you look at that caterpillar and you say, wow, that's a whole lot of progression to get to a butterfly because the caterpillar doesn't look anything like a butterfly. And when I was in college, you know, I I was becoming a, a young man. I was no longer a kid. And a lot of indiscretions I had when I was younger, you chalk up as being kind of a rebellious or, you know, um, wild kid. When you get in college, you know, it's okay, now you're getting a little bit older. And as I went through school, I, I stayed in the uh, bad ways in the party scene. I was not saved, amen. And I just had this hollowness and this emptiness. And I can remember... Uh, vividly uh, some occasions of just kind of almost like getting outside of myself for a minute and being like what is going on what is the point of all this you know because in school they're telling you have a major, right? You major in something, you get out, you get a good job and everything is great, right? That's like kind of the narrative going into college and that's why you're gonna spend so much money on it and so forth. And by the way, recent college graduates, I've seen a few of them uh, in our family or in our church and they have not had that experience. They get out of school, they can't find a job and they end up working in retail or something and they're not happy and it's very hard, you know? Okay, welcome to life, right? But uh, in my situation, even though I wasn't in uh wasn't saved yet, I, I felt like I needed to go to church. And so I started um, kind of flirting with that idea and around that time my dad almost died of a um, complication, atriculitis or something. Something could rupture, I'm not a not exactly sure what it was, but it was very serious. And he almost died. And so he, people at his work had been praying for him. So he went and uh, he got saved, amen. And he started going to church. And that kind of lit a fire under me, saying, okay, well, now dad's going. I really need to start looking into this. And so I started going to the First Baptist Church of Delaware, Ohio, because I went to Ohio Wesley in a small school there outside of Columbus, Ohio. And it was a tiny little church, but I didn't know any better. I hadn't really been to any churches as a quote-unquote adult, so I didn't know any better. But it's a tiny little church. And uh, Pastor Tim Chesser was there, and he would preach, and, and I, I, I you know, I wasn't getting all the message, but, but I, I got the importance of being there. And so, by the way, young people, even if you don't always understand what the preacher's preaching, just show up, be there, and start soaking it in, amen? And I mean that, because... I have very fond memories of being there. The same day I graduated college, uh, they had a ceremony at church for me. They gave me a certificate, even though I wasn't a member. And uh, that pastor put his hand on, on my back, and he told me the Lord had plans for me. And that's just awesome. Because at that time, I wasn't even saved, amen. At that time, I was living in the world. At that time, I was searching for significance, and oh, how that pastor encouraged me. He's a great man of God. He's he's retired now, but he, the Lord really used him to uh, encourage me. And and I thank God for that man. And uh, I go off, I go to try to get an office job, and I hated it. I lasted a few weeks. And I said, okay, I'll go to graduate school for speech communications because why not? I didn't want to sit in an office, so I go back to school. And many years, still out in the world. I get saved at a big Baptist church. I'm still out in the world. And I'm, re- I'm trying to reconcile this life. I'll never forget this. We were out to lunch at Groucho's. If you've ever been to Columbia, South Carolina, you know Groucho's. the a fantastic restaurant. Um, I miss it so much. I think they have one in Rock Hill, but you know, maybe I'll convince my wife to go out there. But we're sitting at Groucho's after a message, and I was looking at some of my roommates. I think my dad was there at the time. And I was wondering, you know, if what the preacher was saying is true, then we need to be living biblically, and what the world is telling us is to live very unbiblically, right? And at the time, I was trying to kind of reconcile the two, because if, in fact, the pastor was correct, then... My life would have to radically tr- change. I would have to cut out so much of the way that I was living, the way that I was, the words that I was using, the people I was hanging out with, the things that I was doing, the things, the goals I was chasing after. All of these things were completely yoked up in the world. And I didn't understand a biblical idea of like the pervert, the father of lies, the devil and what he does and how this is, he's the prince of the power of the air. And this is, you know, all of this has happened ever since sin entered the world. I didn't understand a lot of these concepts, but I understood enough to know that to be in the world was not to be godly and to be godly was to not be, you know, in the world. And so that laid the foundation there for me to, uh, really get to a breaking point as I, business struggled and relationships struggled, and I end up meeting my wife really at a very low point in my life, um, and my wife was just a a glimmer of hope, amen. And and she you know she had grown up more in the fundamental church, and she started taking me to visit a fundamental church, and the Lord's laughing because the Lord had me to uh, film because I had a camera and I was trying to learn more video stuff, so I told the preacher or my wife told the preacher, Oh, Clark will film everything. Okay. So I started filming everything. Well, guess what happens when you film everything? This is when that caterpillar starts to kind of get in that cocoon and the wings start to grow and so forth. When you film everything, you're taking in God's word and I'm filming this, you know, these revival meetings, you know, five, six, seven days a week. I'm filming, you know, for a season, you know, when they would do those, I'm filming guest preaching. I'm filming the Sunday morning Then I'm filming Sunday night and I'm just there, I'm there, I'm there. I'm just soaking it all up. And eventually, you know, God's word just got a hold of my heart. And I went from filming to doing more um the bus ministry and from the bus ministry to being a deacon and from a deacon to being a youth preacher, even though I was in my thirties, I was still a youth preacher. And from a youth preacher, it's the Lord calling me to plant a church. And that's when the wings start to spread and the butterflies flying and, and, and God is having his way and godly living has taken place. And, you know, I'm getting my kids out of the public school amen as best I can for our little ones. Uh, we're having a Proverbs a, your family altar every night We're we're doing things, but it wasn't immediate. It was a process. And so the point I'm making here today is maybe you're in a situation somewhere in that process where you've recognized that the modern church, the, the, the watered down gospel, the idea that somehow uh, church is supposed to make us like happy and life easy isn't true. And that the idea that Christ died for so much more than that, and that we are saved by the blood of Jesus, and that we are to bear our crosses, and that we are to be set apart, that we are to live for him, that we are to believe the Bible as true from cover to cover, that we are to seek the Lord in prayer, that we are to pray without seeking, that we are to study to show ourselves approved. You know, maybe some of these things are glimmering in the light. They're starting to shine out to you. My encouragement for you today, my testimony today, is follow that path. Follow that narrow path. Don't get yoked up in the ways of this world or the things of this world. If something looks very worldly and smells very worldly, I've got news for you. It's very worldly. But if it's of the world, it's not of the Father. The Bible says, those that are not for me are against me, amen? Uh, We understand that it is a remnant, a small group that will truly follow the Lord, that will truly live for the Lord. We understand that we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, and Jesus Christ alone. But that when we say we're making him Lord of our life, that that is a commitment that we should keep, and that we should make him Lord of our life, that we should forsake the idols in our life, that we should forsake the sinful things, that we should hate what God hates. And if God hates sin, and sin being anything that is not right with God. God that is not holy if God hates that then we should hate that and if we hate that then we shouldn't do it amen so if God hates lying we shouldn't lie if God hates pornography we shouldn't go near it if God hates fornication we shouldn't engage in it if God hates drunkenness we shouldn't go near it if God hates lewdness we shouldn't go near it if God hates violence we shouldn't go near it if something is blaspheming God get rid of it get rid of it There was a movie, like a superhero movie on in a hotel room we were staying at a couple years ago in Florence, South Carolina, on the way to the beach or something, and they just blasphemed God in the middle of the movie. It's a movie for kids, and they just blasphemed God, and I about fell over. You know, you're going to watch that and then go to church and say, okay, I'm good, I'm cool? No, you're not cool, and that's not good, and you need to get rid of it, okay? You need to get rid of it, not for, you know, my sake or anyone else's sake, but because we should love the Lord. And so my testimony today is that it is a process to grow in the Lord, that it doesn't happen overnight and that we need to be obedient to the Lord. In my case, even though I got involved in the ministry, even before I moved to North Carolina, I got involved in the ministry, uh, really at first, probably in 2009, 2010, somewhere in that area, just helping a a local individual, a local pastor, uh, start a church. And he was like getting started and needed some help. And I was involved in that. So from that time, in say 2010, uh, it was many years until I was, you know, at at the point where I was preaching, right? Three, four, five years. Uh, And since then, we're just celebrating now, this is our uh, second year in the radio ministry. This is the third year of our church plant. And this is maybe my sixth or seventh year of preaching. So there was many years where I wasn't doing that because God was molding me and shaping me. And so I want to encourage those that are listening today to trust the Lord. Maybe you want to be an evangelist and you, you're you not there yet. Maybe the Lord wants to uh, send you overseas and it seems like it's very distant or very difficult to do. Maybe uh, you're wondering if the Lord's calling you into the music ministry or the teaching ministry or the bus ministry or he's calling you to work for a nonprofit, or uh, get involved in in any other kind of uh, facet of the church, my encouragement is to get involved, to be patient, to wait on the Lord, and be obedient to God. And as that obedience comes through, what you'll see as you live that out, as you live your faith out, James says faith without works is dead, as you live that faith out, then you're going to have a wonderful relationship and fellowship with God. Even if God, maybe God's calling you uh, to be an accountant for the church or to be the treasurer. And you could do that just say, okay, I'm not, you know, the greatest with numbers. I don't have a ton of time, but just be obedient and do it and then see what doors God opens for you. And that's how I've gotten here today. And it it, it has been the best uh, season of my life serving God. And the only regret I have is not turning to him sooner. But I can't change the past, amen? And God has a plan. I believe God can use a testimony like this to inspire others. And so that's why I've shared this with you today, to let you know that I'm just a person like you, amen? And that I love the Lord and that I do my best to serve the Lord. But when I'm up here preaching about departing from sin, it's not that I don't know about sin. I know it all too well, amen? And so when I'm up here preaching about that or about these other principles in the Bible, many of them I have lived and I've seen the the pain and suffering that comes from living in this world. And I am compelled by the word of God to share with you the truth of God because I've seen the plain joy, the wonderful joy in the Lord with fellowship with the brethren, with serving God, with prayer time, with the peace that surpasses all understanding. And that is so important in this day and age to be bold for Christ. And we will, the irony is, it looks like sacrifice, and maybe it is a little bit, but the irony is, we'll be happier doing this than anything else. And so that's the irony of serving God. You serve him out of obedience and love, and it looks very hard and challenging. And in the end, you have a peace that surpasses all understanding, and you have a blessing from God that you can't even explain or describe. That's our God. He is wonderful. He is worthy. Turn to him today. I thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time as we get back to studying the word of God. Take care, God bless, and amen.